call you, right. man. Make it sound like a bird would be playing it. <laughs> oh, like a like a bird would be playing yeah, can it. Can you play yeah. a bird theme song, please? Only do chords a bird can play. Okay. <laughs> Did not disappoint. are songs that a bird could sing <laughs> if it he could sing a song like this it would tell you that you can't hold an American bald eagle anytime you want that would be illegal <laughs> they go more like Rah! yeah <laughs> hey what's up actually? everyone welcome back to the hey. corner cast hello hello guys how are you oh we're I'm great. doing all right just dandy yeah we're coming back with a lot of bird knowledge for you, Jake. So okay, strap in. Yes. So strap in, everybody, because I'm about to find out just as much as as you all are about yeah. to find out. Because apparently, Ren and Matt went on an excursion on Friday to into bird law. You could say. Yeah. Well, I, less into bird law and more about just like birds. Oh, you. There were a lot of problems <laughs> though along the way that related to bird law. I mean, I like, guess like production issues to be able to like make this thing happen, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you guys Let's... went as we talked about on the last episode. Were you on that right? episode? Which we one? talked about yeah. the first time we talked about Bird no, Law. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, we gave a we basically gave an update uh, about why uh, we we're we didn't realize we could Ooh. not put a camera on a peregrine falcon because it's literally against the law because peregrine falcons are native to America here, and it's against the law to commercially use a native native wildlife oh, i don't think it's That's limited why. to just birds hmm. i thought it was so, but apparently this is like an actual yeah. like wildlife law so if, if it's native you can't commercially use it yeah it's if, also, yeah. It's all if it's imported birds. if yeah. you bring it from another place or if you ship the bird overseas <laughs> right. and then shoot with this it this is like bird slavery oh, dude okay. this is messed up why is that legal yeah. what you go you go th you go three miles off the coast of california and the then you can film with the yeah. bird it seems like it would be better that they're in their lawyer. natural habitats, right? When you're filming with them, but but I, I, like Game of Thrones, for instance, I think they used like some some American wolves, but it was okay because they shot with them in Ireland. Oh, yeah, okay. here's another here's a bird law bird fact for you. Um, <laughs> they when they shot like the the Windex commercials with the with the ravens, um, uh -huh. they had to they used this like um, animal safe dye to dye the ravens all the way black because. The ravens that are non-native to our country have like a white, I think. Yeah, neck. they've got a white neck. White neck. Yeah. Oh, so like, if you want a completely black raven and you want to shoot it in America, here in the old United States, you got to die that bird. You got to die that bird. Die that bird. Yeah. Okay. So. I, yeah. Considering just, you're going through all the footage right now, yeah, you're probably oh, I, way more familiar with this so than I am now. Facts on, I, I've got fucking, like a week here of fuzziness. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We got a lot of things to talk about today. I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about what what is happening right now. Which Are you talking the... about the fact that we raised ninety thousand dollars in five minutes? <laughs> what? Yes, for cha for charity. Yeah. yeah. Today. Yeah, yeah dude. The, the NFT drop minutes. happened. So, so that... we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But first, just take us into the journey of your guys' excursion to go film with these birds. Like... Yeah. So we went. We uh, drove up to Paso Robles. Which okay. is three hours north of here, three four hours north of here, uh, wine country, California, mm. and we stayed just outside of town Thursday night and got up early Friday morning. So here's the problem: we're heading up there, or rather, we're planning on heading up there, 
and the weather forecast was awful. It was like 60% chance of rain, cold all day, very low chance that we would actually get to fly with these birds and or have these birds fly around because they're they they don't fly in the rain. They're able to get wet. It's actually when they they get cleaned off, but they're not going to let them out and go fly in the rain. So if it's raining, we can't film. That's a big problem. So we're thinking of staying an extra day and shooting Saturday morning. So we were really concerned about it. This is like our number one concern. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, Friday morning we get out there and it's like really nice. <laughs> yeah, super nice. Yeah. I mean, there were clouds all over the place, but like not like the, the hazy clouds that you get when it's like socked in, you know? So it yeah. was actually really sunny for a lot of the day. And so it ended up being really nice. We shot with a whole bunch of birds. I got to cool. carry a whole bunch of birds. But I got to hold them. Uh, yeah. What kind of birds? What kind of birds? Let's. Well, get they had this. a couple sacred falcons uh, mm -hmm. that were pretty sweet. Those were the main ones we were working with. They're uh, from North Africa, and uh, so that's why we we're able to commercialize them by putting a camera on their back. Yeah, yeah. But they also had a they had a bald eagle too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they had a lot of birds. They they had uh, a bald eagle which was missing half a wing because it got shot by a, uh, someone. I don't know who oh. shoots bald eagles, but apparently yeah, does just hop around now. Yeah, he hops around. He's he never leaves his cage really like they take gotcha. him out for like stuff but like he doesn't um he doesn't fly he doesn't soar amongst the clouds no i Which heard i heard that if you shoot i heard that if you shoot a bald eagle uh that um george washington will hop out for, out of nowhere with yeah a, with a <laughs> muscle he'll, he'll hop out of your wallet you. if you have a one dollar yeah. bill and he'll just yeah. like he'll materialize just, yeah so something that Cut i didn't know so like through the we're you know we're filming these little info bits because uh, right off the bat, we shot right away with the two falcons, putting the camera on the back, and that was like its own little thing. And when you fly them, you have to like give them treats. So like they actually fly up to you and they eat their their you know their little treat, and then they fly around more. They come back for their treat, but they get full pretty quickly, and then they don't fly anymore. And so you have to actually let them sit and digest. And there's this whole process where it's like it actually sits in their stomach, and you can touch their stomach because it's exposed. They don't have a rib cage. What? Yeah. I didn't know birds do not have rib cages. Yeah. And by the way, y'all, if you'd like to know what it's called, that little section of their chest, it's called a crop. Okay. And the crop, crop. is where they store their food. All right. While it's being digested. Whoa. And the thing is, if you put more food into that crop, then it, it like, it, it almost like it piles up essentially. So, so the stuff that's like half digested, uh, it, can, it can't like, you know, filter through the crop. I love this so, so much because it's like, <laughs> this is all stuff I learned as well. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that was a week ago and I'm, I'm kind of fuzzy on the details, but you've sat all day today just wow. watching those yeah. details over and over, editing this video. Oh, so yeah. you're like very familiar with it. Yeah. And it, it's like, it, you're saying, it, I'm like, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so what's fascinating is because you can't, uh, their stomach is like so visible they can actually see when they're ready to fly again because they're like oh your food's digested wow um, yeah, there, there's a lump that's yeah, yeah there's, there's like an actual lump. physical lump they even they they guided my finger to poke their stomach and i was like whoa that's a lump all right yeah yeah Did they so, evolve wow. out of having rib cages from when from when they were dinosaurs i don't know about this work i don't know about the evolution aspect here but yeah yeah so but so but i do but i do know it's called crop rot when crop rot, crop yeah. rot <laughs> when it rots in there yeah. like it doesn't and move. that can actually kill the bird like <laughs> wow. it's very dangerous yeah so because of that bad we, case of the crop rot because of that that meant that we had to be very strict with when we could fly with them so once we flew for like five minutes that bird was done for a couple hours yeah so mm. right off the bat that was the first thing we did just to maximize our time of the day flew with these two birds wow. and then we uh went and hung out with some hawks uh they weren't a red-tailed hawk it was another type of hawk because um, red tails are native oh, yeah. to America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
I, for, uh, I forgot the I name. I can't remember the, the name. Yeah. Anyway. It was a cool hawk. And you know what's the cool thing? Here's another little bird fact for you. These for, <laughs> pretty, much, coming. pretty much all the <laughs> birds of prey that they had at, at the this falconry experience, um, they're all really smart animals, right? So you need to you need to constantly <laughs> entertain them. Um, they're they, and one thing they do is play fetch. Yeah. Right. You isn't it crazy to have seen those like hawks and the falcon? Like, they literally like go over. They pick up a toy. They bring it back and drop it. And like yeah. sometimes they'll even like hop around for the toy. Yeah, too. with the like, toy they'll wow. like grab. They'll have a toy in their hand and they'll hop around wow. and they look like little dogs. You know, giving wow. the the ball back to their. <laughs> oh, uh, another thing. So <laughs> the falconry experience, falcon like falconers. Mm -hmm. I always just thought there were a specific subset of bird trainers that only deal with falcons. Apparently, no. Falconry applies to all birds of prey. Wow. Like, yeah. uh, you know, eagles, owls, hawks. It's like the like, Kleenex of, of bird training yeah, titles. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's that kind of bird trainer. Yeah, the, the jello trainers, the band-aid trainers. I could be totally wrong about this, but I thought that all, like, falcon is, like, in the genus of the, you know, ordering of the species. Of like raptors that, or that something? Fel yeah, raptors. That, yeah, so all. Oh, yeah, they're, they're all in the like, same, same. Yeah, I thought they were all boat. the same family or i bet they are I but is that family like a falcon name i thought so but okay. maybe i'm wrong maybe it's i don't know that's, that's something we didn't learn that that mm -hmm. is not a bird fact we learned I, no that's I, not I, a bird I, fact we learned. that may not be a fact at all i just i think i remember we would drop it in being comments. younger and then you know going to like nature centers as a kid and like they have the birds and then they they tell you about the birds mm. it's it's one of those you know yeah, deep, I I do know that the there. red tail hawk is technically a buzzard, not a hawk. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Really? What? Bird facts. Uh, it's a buzzard, <laughs> and also so like Disney. Bird facts. Call. Yeah. So buzzards. When you do that, the word buzzard or the name was uh, made famous by Disney because uh, as as an association with like like vultures, right? Like all oh, the buzzards buzzard. are out. They're gonna get you. But it's like technically a Disney? buzzard is oh. just a type of hawk. Huh. Yeah. Which yeah. was, which are not sure. buzzards. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like ha there's hawks and buzzards. They look very so similar. Not, but... So not all buzzards are hawks, but all hawks are buzzards. No, mm, I think is, I think it's the other way around. I, yeah, oh my gosh, our bird facts are but confusing. There's yeah, <laughs> there were a lot of bird facts flying around. So like, if you, you are know. here to find out the truth about the raptor family <laughs> yeah. of birds, like good luck because you're yeah. not going to find it here. Yeah. Um. And so like, uh, as part of this, I I got to hold a lot of these birds. Like I got to hold the hawks, the falcons on my arm, which was a really cool experience. Like yeah. I like growing up, like the peregrine falcon was like my favorite animal. Uh, and, yeah. and so like being, and like, I just, I love birds of prey. So like having, like being, being this close to them, petting them, they have the softest feathers. Really? Yeah. Especially, the especially the owls. The, yeah. The owls oh, were so owls. soft. So I held an owl. owl. I forget what type of owl it so was, cool. but it's, his name is Jack. No, it was not a barn owl. I, it was, it was a different um, one. It was a different type because they got the eyebrows that go really up like they're Thalen or <laughs> nice. something like that. A, and a wise owl. Really wise. wise. So his name is Jack, short for jack-o'-lantern because he kind of looks like a jack-o'-lantern. And so this is what blew me away. Apparently owls are idiots. <laughs> yeah, owls, really? because because their eyes are so big, they don't have a whole lot of room their in their brain. head for their brains, <laughs> yeah. so they're kind of dumb. But, but like, no, like she's like she straight up's like, oh yeah, this hawk here, he's such a dumb dumb. He's so stupid. I was the, like, whoa, he's right here. Like yeah. he can hear you. Can he's hear like you exactly, man. and he doesn't understand anything. Um, yeah. yeah. So apparently, ha uh, owls are are not particularly smart oh, wow. amongst other birds, whereas like falcons and eagles are. 
Yeah. Fairly uh, smart. And that's, there's another bird fact for you. That's how they <laughs> get hit so much. They get hit by cars a lot because they they, they use oh, yeah. one, almost 100% of their brain to focus on the prey, Whoa. right? So they have this like laser vision on their prey. So if they, if they're, even though they have this amazing peripheral eyesight when they need it, when they're focused on their prey, they're like swooping down on it and they have, they specifically focus on that animal. They don't have the processing yeah, power. Yeah, so they can't well. see, they can't see around them. So if there's a car with, you know, even if they have brights on, it's not going to matter. They're not going to be able to see that. Also, that owl had the largest wow. eyes. They were huge. huge. They had to have been Whoa. over an inch in diameter. Like yeah. giant, really? like huge. That's how they get that amber tunnel vision. marbles. Yep. The and they, they can't move their eyes. And that was something that I knew from like, from childhood. Like I, uh, that's why like owls are fixed. able to move their head like oh. completely around is because their eyes don't move. Uh, they're actually fused to the back of their skull or something like that. And so they have to move their, their head around anytime they look. Uh, but yeah, so the owl was pretty sweet. Uh, definitely by far the softest feathers of any yeah. bird I've ever touched. Because later on, they had some macaws, some parrots. And like you feel their feathers and you're like, this is what I expect a bird to feel mm-hmm. like. But the mm-hmm. owl felt like like those really really soft like microfiber blankets that you can get you know like the really fancy mm-hmm. super hyper soft blankets that's what this owl felt like yeah Man, those are made out of owl i heard <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> the old, the old not, owl not feathers. they're not made owl. out of feathers they're straight up just made out of owl <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just take an owl and stuff oh that's it why in there. yeah that's why i get eyeballs sometimes in mine <laughs> <laughs> That explains oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That, ex- that oh. explains the golf ball sized eyeball. Yeah, I was so, wondering what that was. I I I do a lot of things here at Corridor that I never would have expected to be able to like say that I've done in my life. Mm-hmm. For instance, I never expected to be able to say I did the motion capture for Draco Malfoy dunking Harry Potter. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> that is something I never expected to say that I, I've done. The other thing I never expected to say is that I have been slapped in the face pretty hard by a bald eagle. What did yeah. you okay. say to it? <laughs> yeah, what I did said you America say sucks, it? and he was like, "No, democratic socialism." No, so like, you're gonna take my gun, slap. <laughs> so I will point out that it was the bird who touched me. I didn't touch the eagle, uh-huh. and that uh, is important uh, because yeah, it is sure, a... <laughs> sure, buddy. So all these other. Uh, uh, birds I was able to hold and touch and whatnot, but the eagle was different. So a bald eagle, apparently it's against the law to interact with. You cannot touch a bald eagle without a special license, which these well, falconers obviously mm-hmm. have. And so because of that, I wasn't allowed to hold the eagle. Um, and, and yeah, and so the, all, all these birds do this weird thing where they're, they're sitting down normally and then they like, they start falling off or they, they try to fly away. So they flap their wings a lot and they sometimes kind of like fall upside down. Like they're hanging from, from the, the, the falconer's arm. Okay, I've seen they that have, at like, the Renaissance little, Fair, kind of like the yeah, way yeah. kind of hang down. They got like these straps that are, uh, you know, wrapped around their feet so they can't fly away. And the, the falconer actually has to hold down pretty hard because one of those hawks, uh, not the buzzard, mm-hmm. the big the big hawk that yeah. I was holding, tried to fly away at one point and it was hard to keep that thing down. Holy. I was like holding on with all my life. I was like, yeah. I will not be responsible for letting this hawk get out of here. Bit, like, ah! I'm coming with you. Yeah, because wow. like they have a lot of force just like thrown out because they are incredibly lightweight. Dude, if you got one on each arm, do you think it could lift you? Like, no, no. <laughs> like up, yeah. Just up for birds. Like, what, 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 uh, yeah, how many would you need to strap How many you we shouldn't do that? Fly? Fly? Yeah. The, the effects are that's revealed. A, that's a yeah, Sunny right? Philadelphia episode where Charlie does the up thing, but he does it with a bunch of like oh pigeons. My God. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, like the, I was blown away by how light they were. Like I could, like after a while, I started getting tired with the massive buzzard on my arm. But like 
it it wasn't that heavy hmm. at all like it, it, and so like being able to have that much surface area on their wings and the muscle to throw it down like that it was a yeah. surprising amount of force lifting ripped. up off my arm like i felt my arm lifting every time huh. they, yeah. anyway so they'd fall off and like try to like get back on and then get their balance back and yeah and so that's what happened to the eagle the eagle like tried to like fly away or you know do whatever and his arm went out like this like whoosh, and hit me right in the face i don't know if you got it on camera or not oh definitely it's in the video oh, songs. <laughs> no the moment that you showed me wasn't it the one where you then turned to camera you're like i can't believe like i just got slapped by a bald eagle it's definitely oh, in there never mind. never mind yeah and by the way guys for a little bit of context i had to edit this whole video in three days to send to like insta 360 so i well, kind fresh. of like two two yeah pretty much yeah. two yeah I mean, yeah we were two shooting a bunch like, of stuff on like Monday. from the hours and hours of footage we had down to and th- shout out to dean who helped me today um mm-hmm. get this done uh mm-hmm. but yeah we did it so hell yeah brother Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, good, man. I'm really glad. That was a lot to get through. And yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, been videos, crunch, man. it's been a crunchy few weeks. And it, it has really been. Has. It's been it's been uh, very busy. Hey guys, Brandy O'Daniel here, back with another exciting podcast sponsorship. Today's sponsor is, of course, the wonderful, the epic, the amazing, the incredible Storyblocks. If you don't know, Storyblocks is the complete stock solution for all of your stock asset needs. You're always going to get to that point in the post-production process where you need a little something to just tune up your video. That can be everything from B-roll and video to After Effects templates and motion graphics to audio and music storyblocks has a virtually unlimited library with over 1 million royalty free high quality assets which allow you to take those and put them in your videos and make your videos better without having to go off and shoot and create and fabricate and produce other assets on your own this saves you a lot of time and money. And with Storyblocks' unlimited all-access plan, you can get unlimited downloads royalty-free for any type of project that you want, meaning you can use them in commercials, you can use them in your own YouTube videos, you can monetize them, you can unmonetize them, you can send them to your friend, you can send them to grandma, send them to your crush. Do kids still use the word crush? Anyways, if you guys are interested in getting started and trying it out for yourself, head on over to storyblocks.com slash cast. That's Storyblocks com slash corridor cast now where do we go from here we go back to the podcast it's been yeah. beeple weeks the beeple, beeple weeks, weeks, weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so yeah so uh, yeah shot with these birds it was a really cool time okay so they they got the camera they got a camera fake ahead of time to practice flying with so that they can mm. get used to it but even with that they uh what I was really hoping for in through this whole project was to be able to get the Falcon go up a couple thousand feet and then just dive straight down. I thought that'd be really incredible footage. But yeah. what ended up happening is that they would fly around. They actually flew quite a bit, but they never really got more than a few feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, until later in the day, we went to this hill and she flew down the hill and flew around. It was really cool. Yeah. It looks a lot like drone footage, like racing drone footage, to be it honest. Because usually yeah. like when I'm flying like that, I like to fly just a few feet off the ground, like proximity style. And it was like, wow. Yeah. Eagles. Sorry. Falcons. Falcons. Nature's drones. How'd the uh, stabilization <laughs> turn out on the back of the bird? Pretty good. So unfortunately, the birds are flapping pretty hard. And the Insta360 Go 2, I don't have the camera, is can stabilize everything in the yaw, one axis. Like it can twist end over end like this oh, wow. very well. It stabilizes that perfectly. Any up and down or left and right, not as much. 
Uh, so when it, the bird flapping, it's going up and down quite a bit. So there's a little bit of like up and down shutter mm. or flittering, fluttering. Yeah. Uh, but you can crop in a little bit. So there's a few different modes you can set your warping to. You can make it ultra wide, and that's where it has the least amount of stabilization. It didn't look that good. But when mm. you set it to linear, it, it actually does like the distortion, yeah. sorry, you the get de-warping. a little bit more of a crop. Uh, and that gives it more room to to oh. stabilize. And that actually looked really good. Yeah. yeah. And if you set it, uh, I ended up not rendering any of these, but if you set it to narrow, it actually crops in on that and gives you even more room to stabilize. Okay. But what I ended up finding from that I, I watched a sorry I watched a few things from that with with it on narrow uh crop with more stabilization but the problem is that like the the camera is flapping so much oh, yeah. it's inserting rolling shutter into the image itself which wow. is just a a, a a side effect of using a CMOS sensor it's every single camera that mm-hmm. we use has that so if you whip your camera around all the all the walls or straight lines are going to curve Whoop. a little bit yeah, and so when you're then. stabilizing that you're it's it's not going to be like proper. So that's what you're kind of seeing. Like that little bit of fluttering you're seeing is a little bit of that actual rolling shutter yeah. coming through being stabilized. Yeah. But it's a weird thing. But like, you know, at the same time, it, it's not for the entire flight. No, it's, no, it's, it's only not. for the, the hard flapping moments. Cause the thing is like another thing that we ran into that was a pretty big problem was the lack of wind at the front oh, of the day. That's right. And, that's right. and because there's no wind uh, for the birds to have enough lift to be able to use the uh, wind to, to properly to soar through, yeah, to yeah. soar through the air. Um, they have to use their their energy and expend all their energy on flapping their wings. Um, so they get and, tired and they don't. Yeah, fly and so they much get tired, and, and so the footage doesn't look as good. But like once the the wind started to pick up, they can soar a lot more and they can glide. And so those gliding shots where they're like banking, yeah. and they're like ru- going oh through God, trees dude. and stuff. Dude, some of the shots look pretty sweet. Incredible. Like, one shot that literally I was like, that that was it. That was amazing because I was reviewing it and uh, the falcon. I think it was uh, Kaito, the the female, was banking around, and so she was turning like this, soaring, and her head was turned towards camera, mm-hmm. and it's like it literally felt like I was on the back of a dragon, just oh, like sweet. chained yeah. in as as the as the as the falcon was like looking at where it's flying. It was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, can no, you imagine like, that? Can you imagine riding a giant bird like that? Like, you know. Oh, like I can it. imagine it because I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can see it too this weekend. And all of you yeah. guys will see it very soon. Oh, actually, so one of the coolest stories that one of these falconers told us was that she was in Belize and she was able to fly with these falcons paragliding. Oh, right. No, not Belize, what? Nepal. Oh, Nepal. Yeah, like up in freaking Himalayas. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so she was able to jump off of a cliff and have like falcons flying with her. Falcon Mo- motorized like, paragliding. I yeah, motorized, or maybe it was just regular paragliding. I think it might have been regular. She was she, you know, one of those like parachutes that you fly. Yeah. Have you seen Meet um, Meet the Parents? Obviously, yes. Everyone's oh, seen yes. that movie. And and when yeah. they meet, when he goes to meet Owen Wilson. And, Owen <laughs> yeah, Wilson's, yeah, yeah. and he's in like this huge house, and he's like the perfect so, boyfriend. Hey. Oh, wasn't yeah. he the guy who like? It, like the story that's that he's story like is like so there's one time i was paragliding yeah, in thing out of a giant single yeah. piece of wood yeah. he's like yeah yeah i was paragliding in nepal with some falcons yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's one of those that's crazy what it reminds stories. me of it's like so i was i was paragliding oh it was in nepal you know i had yeah. my falcons next to me wow. <laughs> naturally and i just and i just thought oh my god i should make this investment yeah (laughs) so funny dude that movie is classic yeah it is it really is it's one of one of the greats oh one other thing so what's so wild is that they've got all these birds all over the place and so we went into their house right at the very end of the day uh to see like their parrots and macaws and they had a kestrel 
which is a tiny falcon. It's literally about this big. And I put it up on, uh, no, she handed it to me on my hand. And so I'm holding it. And really, like, it kind of hurts to, to have them sitting on your hand because their talons are like, but it, the force isn't much and they don't weigh much, so it didn't really hurt. But it's it, it's one of those things that your brain thinks it should hurt more than it actually does because it's you've got these needles claws. that are poking like you. A, like a cat, kind of. Yeah. Kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, whoa, and this is crazy. And then it jumps up and lands on my head and then immediately goes down to my shoulders. And so I have this kestrel just sitting on my shoulder, which was <laughs> yeah. super sweet. But also probably the most intimidating thing I faced that entire day for one reason. I would look. Sorry, this guitar like keeps falling. No, 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 no. I would look over, and the kestrel is just sitting there, inches away from my eyeball, <laughs> yeah. just ready to pick. Dude. Honestly, like I was putting a tremendous amount of trust into this bird here because it's like I was afraid. Like, I, like I took a, I took a selfie berry. video of it. <laughs> so like I, I, I look berry. over at it, and he and he does one of these things where he's like, and I was like, okay, don't goes, bite me. <laughs> just seriously, all he had to do was just like do a little peck, and I don't have an eyeball anymore. Yeah, yeah. just licks your That'd eyeball. Be a dick move, man. But that's that's actually I lost re- my eye to a kestrel, <laughs> <laughs> the smallest falcon. What the hell is a kestrel? Prey. It's a tiny falcon, <laughs> very very small, but very that, lethal. The kestrel is the only just as deadly, <laughs> legit yeah, yeah. like bird story I have. I mean, I know you've probably heard it a couple times at this point. Um, I think I've probably told you guys. Uh, did I say the story on the podcast last time where the, I was feeding some French fries? Oh, yeah, dude. No, this is sad. <laughs> yeah, this so I, I learned more about it. It was a Kestrel. Basically, oh, I was the, the I, I was, pigeon? No, it wasn't even a pigeon. It was like a finch. I had just oh, come yeah. out of a Joshua tree, and I was I had gone through Jack in the Box, so I was eating. I was in my uh, old convertible at the time, and I was just throwing, like, tiny little French fries out into the street or in the parking lot, and, like, all these birds were around eating them. I was like, ha, eat, bird, eat. Um, I don't know if that's good for the bird or not. I feel bad if it is, but uh, at one point, like, I went to eat, and I looked back, and, like, all the birds are gone. I was like, that's weird. Where'd they go? So I throw another French fry out there, and this little bird comes hopping out, like, the most adorable bird comes hopping out of this this, uh, bush in front of my car. And then one moment it was the little bird, and the next moment it was a bigger bird. Because literally the kestrel had... Flap, like dove and literally dive bomb. Slap right onto just the bird, splat. like just wings flayed out. I was like, ah! <laughs> I just lured this bird to its death oh, without damn. realizing it. And she's and so like I was telling the story to Anita, the person who runs the falconry experience, and she's like, oh yeah, I was Kestrel. She's probably sitting up on a on a TV TV uh, telephone pole, like right above you, just waiting for that exact thing to happen. So you wow. you made that happen. I was like, that does not make me feel any better. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> It reminds Dude, me of like nature. Galaxy Quest, man. <laughs> when, when they like go to that little mining planet and the little like alien guy comes out, he's like, oh. And she's like, oh, he's so cute. And then like he oh, gets yeah. devoured by the <laughs> yeah, rest of them. Right. Like all of his friends <laughs> yeah. eat him. Yeah. yeah nature's pretty crazy, nature's, man. Nature's wild. Well. It, it's it it's totally normal. beyond all. Yeah, yeah, it's beyond everything. It's it's just it just is. You know? Yeah, but the thing is, like, we need predators like that. You know, it's not like oh, yeah. they're hurting the cute bird. You know, they're like they're. This is all part of a balanced <laughs> a, yeah, ecosystem. By, you know, yeah, it's way beyond yeah. us. That's you were, think, you uh, were trying to do a good deed by feeding a bird, and you fed two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I> fed two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like speaking Maybe of more. like the you know the the, the like, circle of life there, it's like. Um, I, I read up a little bit a while ago on how uh, removing the wolves from Yellowstone literally changed the the rivers within Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. 
And and so I mentioned that, and then Anita just took it away from there, and yeah. she just started. She knew the story perfectly. I was like, wow, okay. And it's the idea that like you remove the wolves, suddenly all the the prey uh, don't have a predator yeah. to, to keep them in control, so they yeah. they graze more, and it's it literally changes how like the, the rivers start expanding or something like that. Mm-hmm. Are you you might be able well, to tell the story better? Ooh, no, no, okay. I thought <laughs> not maybe that, you, not that you heard one. that part. Um, um, I, I was. Yeah, but. because it's like now the, the, the prey that normally would have predators to keep them lower, they eat all the grass around the rivers and the rivers start expanding. Yeah. It can and, trickle down like because like there'll be overpopulation sometimes because like uh, they won't get cold basically, you know, by the predator. Right. Like insects overpopulating. Um, gotcha. Okay. Like, yeah, it's it can get really crazy. It's just kind of uh, it was very interesting predators. to find how delicate the balance is for something like that. And so that's why yeah. uh, the bird laws are in place. To yeah. like to keep the you have to have a GPS unit on these birds so that uh, you don't have like for these foreign birds I should say the immigrants you got to keep track of the wow Jesus. Um, <laughs> so my question so, is who enforces these bird laws? Is there like a special bird law agency? There like probably men in is. Black? I'm not sure because so. like, really Anita so. was saying that like the, if if we if we actually put uh, our camera on a peregrine falcon and someone like complained, they could lose their license Whoa. and then all of the birds would get taken away. Like it's a, it's mm-hmm. a big deal. So I assume there's some sort of regulatory agency involved. Dude, they're just birds in suits. Holy shit. Like penguins. <laughs> there's the Oh God. That's stupid. so the reason why they have to keep the GPS trackers on these, uh, foreign birds is because if they accidentally get on, leashed into the wild they could start crossbreeding with the local wildlife and completely change the local the delicate local yeah. ecosystem mm-hmm. that i was just describing and, you know it's apparently yeah. it's a big deal so which that, is why i was a little a bit confused deal. about the whole like domestic bird laws you know because like it's forcing people to bring in aliens and like <laughs> I mean, yeah. alien yeah. species into another place yeah and like what if they get away in the production like what if they get away from the trainer then you have like that's, what you just true. described happening. I mean, yeah, you'd get I mean, fined, I, I imagine, on top of losing. Yeah, I, I mean, there's the, a lot of... Uh, I think the goal there is to not take, not to exploit yes, um, definitely. natural species, I think, is the goal. Who, yep. If it, you know, who knows if it actually works that way in the application of the law. Right. But I mean, yeah. the birds. probably, you know, you can say with relative certainty, like, the motivation for it is like, hey, we're going to protect, you know, protect the native species. Yeah. But... yeah. I mean, I'm glad you're doing the video. I'm glad that you're you're doing it this way because honestly, like, you know, it gets said a lot, but like the the more people know about just the natural world, mm-hmm. like the better off we will all be because you are absolutely right. It is super delicate and like you know, there's there's too much going on right now with respect to like you know, the 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 fishing of the oceans and yeah. like just the general pollution that humanity is causing on the globe. Now, you know, most of it's coming. America does a pretty good job of like putting in place like economic and environmental restrictions that sort of, you know, help. But like, it's, it's, you know, the pro- the problem is it's like, it's, it's debatable. <laughs> it's so, f- yeah. I mean, it is debatable. You're absolutely right. But like, it's beyond just, us you know it's beyond just like and so but my point is like the more that we can get content out there that displays a little bit of that even if it's just a little bit yeah a little bit of awareness goes a long way yeah yeah um you know it's like um you know leo dicaprio had that uh 
documentary that he put out a few years back called Before the Flood. Yep. Yeah. And it's good all doc. about climate change. Really and it's all about like all these different ways to, you know, try to be better about, you know, n- not contributing to the environment. And he got so much hate. He got so much, uh, uh, you know, yeah. controversy surrounding that because he had to fly all over the world to shoot all these scenes for the movie. <laughs> and they're like, you like how like your what is your carbon footprint? For, like, just to make this movie, you hypocrite. And it's like, but at the same time, he made this movie that was seen by millions of people that made them aware, whereas they probably wouldn't have been. So right. does that offset his contri- contributions? And the argument is that it does. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to say. It does. Like, um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. What I was going to say a moment ago is that what uh, I've noticed there, there are a lot of birds of prey in cities. Like, I keep noticing them around here. Not yep. here specifically, yeah. but, like, I'll be you on the highway and, and I'll be like, that's Falcons, a huge hawk. Yeah. That's cool. And, and so I mentioned that. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's because, you know, when we're putting in all of these new buildings and pushing the wildlife out of the city – it pushes all the bigger wildlife out, but the smaller wildlife remains, AKA rodents. Mm-hmm. And that is prime food for oh, birds yeah. of prey. And that is why they have also remained in the city. Imagine for a hawk, how easy it is. It's well lit. You don't have any grass anywhere. You just have <laughs> rodents like yeah. running around in between dumpsters and stuff. Dude, we had such a bad mice problem in, in my uh, last apartment. So apparently uh, we had Orkin come over to our house a couple months back to kill all the black widows at our house. Oh, fun. And yeah. oh, yeah, I know. It was awful. <laughs> routine, the worst, routine inspection. Worst day of yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, he was like, uh, he was talking about how uh, in, in my area of the city, the rodent, uh, like mice and rats, the population has exploded over the last like mm-hmm. four or five months. Like we're talking four or five hundred percent. Really? And so, ev- like, the number of calls they've gotten Good to eating. deal with rodents have have exploded, like, way more than the rodents have exploded. Wow. I, I was trying to make, like, a literal joke, but it didn't really come out <laughs> yeah. that way. Yeah. Like, the rodents aren't exploding. They're literally they're not exploding. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the problem. We need to have more exploding rodents. I wonder if there's any cool footage of, like, birds of prey in a city like, well, any big city, but, like, New York or, you know, uh, One catching... Of my- Planet Earth 2 did a whole like urban urban episode. I'm not sure if they did Birds of Prey, but it's really interesting. It's kind of the same vein as what you're talking about. It's like all these animals that have adapted to urban living around the world. And it's yeah. a really cool episode. Definitely okay, check that I have out. Planet Earth 2 on, on Blu-ray. I'm going to have to check that one yeah, out. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I the it. photography is really cool. Yeah. There's like monkeys in India. That's right, and, like, yeah. Like, yeah. All so these random tigers. Do you guys remember Animal Planet? the tv channel yeah of course uh, yeah. who was the guy who was like basically the american steve Irwin? oh my gosh he was like the big like animal like yeah yeah guy yeah, yeah. And he, uh but he was like american and like did stuff i remember watching his show his too. Name jeff i feel like it was jeff jeff, jeff, jeff corwin yeah yeah yeah, yes, oh, jeff yeah that's corwin. 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 jeff goldblum one of my earliest memories of uh peregrine falcons was an episode he did where he was in new york city in a cab and, and it was this all this bill like oh look up there oh and they're like going around corners and it's like b-roll of like skyscrapers and stuff apparently there's a big peregrine falcon population Dang. in downtown manhattan they rule because the they, they just they roost on top of these skyscrapers <laughs> yeah. and they fly around they like dude they, they get eat the rats well the with all the rats there too. oh yeah, yeah. Those, those huge new living. york rats oh my gosh it's crazy we build, it's like a feast. We, we build all these mega cities and like animals have to adapt to them but they find a way you know nature somehow yeah. finds yeah. a way 
Find a way. I wonder they if uh, if any of them ate the the, the famous NYC the Subway pizza, pizza rat. rat. Yeah. <laughs> what was the pizza? What's a pizza rat? What? You remember the, the gif that or the video that went viral like a, a couple years ago? It was li- literally this rat who just didn't give an f about any people around oh, carrying, yes. dragging this yeah, yeah, piece yeah, of yeah. pizza. The slice. Hey, of, it was a huge New York style piece of pizza. Slice of pizza. Yeah. Dragging it up steps, and it was like taking a lot of effort, just like carrying it up step by step. And some person just recorded a video of it, and it was the most rat. New York thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, like, right. The, the <laughs> fact that the rat had no regard. It's like I'm lucky. Any, yeah, 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 yeah. It was like literally it was like <laughs> another person on the stairs. Can I get that's a slice? Come on. That's what's so funny like, about fuck. it. That's what's so funny about it because he's like it's so New York. Gi- this piece of pizza is three times his size. And he's trying to haul this thing through the subway. It was Na- nature finds a way, Jake. Yeah, nature finds clearly. a way. Clearly, it's gonna find a way to wipe us out. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like birds have it pretty good in uh, in the oh, United like, States, at least. If if you're a raptor, like, I gotta yeah. find they, this they get tweet. more breaks than a union worker. <laughs> yeah, honestly, do, like yeah. th- like <laughs> you guys, I'm glad you guys got a flight out of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, oh no, the birds need their their manicure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After, after 20 minutes of they work, their, you they need to give them the call. What's, yeah. what's it called? What's it? The catch? The crop. The, the crop. It yeah. needs a crop manicure. Yeah. A little need massage. To, it's a little massage. crop dust. Yeah. yeah. A little crop, a little crop dust. Crop this reminded me of a tweet. Uh, I thought it was about birds, what's but I, I totally forgot. It's actually about fish. So he said his, his name is Tim Urban uh, from the Twitter account Wait But Why. Fascinating guy. He says, Feed a man to fish, feed him for a night. Teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime. Teach a man to make AI. The AI does all the fishing, and everyone is fed forever. Then the AI accidentally kills all the people, and the fish win. <laughs> <laughs> Circle of life. That is yeah, we're, yeah. Pretty much, we're somewhere in there. We're yeah. somewhere in, in that timeline. Yeah. Um, so in well, this good. case, I'm, the birds win. I'm yeah. glad you guys birds got win. some rad footage, and I can't oh. wait to see the video. Also, Chase came out with us and, and ran a uh, second camera yeah. between you and That was his and, first uh, shoot. I that think. was his it first was. Uh, shoot, actually uh, operating a camera. Normally, he's editing visual effects artists react or helping with the crew cuts or, or yep. back in the day with Node. Yeah, and yeah, he did well. Yeah, he did. He was excited to be out on, a, on an actual location shoot with us. It was a fun sure. time. Yeah. He did, he did well. Good. Awesome. Yeah, he's uh he's been asking if he could go on uh a trip or two, a filming trip or two. So I was glad we were able to accommodate that. Heck yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. I I can I can see him doing it again. Although he he did uh say that he didn't have the confidence to use the zoom lens. So you ended up using oh, the zoom lens. I, yeah. I sniped those birds. <laughs> <laughs> I shot those birds good, son. Um okay, so the last few weeks have been pretty crunchy because not only because you guys obviously were out filming but also because you know we we were trying to find a place for the nft drop that we just did today mm-hmm. and, crypto uh, art drop yes yeah sorry I, um, I mean it's not it's it's you're you're not wrong i just i'm, I'm starting to realize that people are are uh there is a so difference sh- between an nft and crypto art because crypto art is a subset of or rather an application of an nft yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's NFT like, is just the, the piece of the blockchain. You can put anything on there, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, including like, including art. You can. It, it, you only have a certain amount of information you can store in there. So you can't really, it, like, you, the, you can't store an image there. And I remember you Mike do a saying. link to a database. Yeah. Right? And so that's how it's currently working is it actually points to a database. And there's a lot of, 
there's some potential issues surrounding that. Like if, yeah. if uh, any of these crypto art platforms go down or go out of business and their servers get shut down, then uh, your token kind of becomes worthless. Ooh. Um, right. Because Holy it's specifically shoot, really? like it's baked into the token where it's pointing. Interesting. But on top of that, there is still information that is tied like uh, description, title, words, and you get all that is actually stored in the token itself. Mm. And that is where uh, I, I see a lot of value in an NFT, a non-fungible token, because you can't duplicate it, you can't destroy it, you can't, um, you know, forge it. And right now, it's pointing to these servers. I think IPFS is the type of server that these images are currently being stored on, and they're supposedly kind of hack-proof, uh, tamper-proof, uh, won't go offline. I mean, but there's some asterisks there. They they could. Wouldn't it be the same case if the federal reserve computers or the federal treasury computers like went down i mean i is can't the same argument be made like obviously it's happening at a much smaller scale when you're talking about like a uh a crypto art site mm -hmm. or yeah i mean i i don't know right. anything I mean, about right. the federal reserve yeah. to have an opinion on that well but we're like, off the gold standard and we have been for a long time so it's all just kind of numbers well, now it's all just kind of hey. i'm sure i'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> their more. network is like even more robust, you know, for for all those purposes. But like, oh, yeah. I mean, technically, if any computer system went down, you would lose everything on that computer system, except for the blockchain because of its distributed nature. Mm. Uh, it's like it's like a uh, because it is distributed. There's no like single like uh, place where it's stored. It's just kind of like kind of stored everywhere all at once. So, right. so why take that? this like the super new amazing like open source uh vehicle for all these things right or sorry i don't know if it's open maybe not source open source say, but but what, what's the word i'm looking for it's it's transparent fully transparent yes. right yeah you can always see the interactions it's mm -hmm. had it's trackable yeah yeah why take that and then say oh i'm gonna run a, a crypto art website and be the only place to hold the information that verifies the ownership of this like that seems very backwards to me like why are these uh, websites not able to distribute this information elsewhere regarding well, who owns what piece and well it you know, is what like these those, tokens are tied to like you just said like the tokens are are separate from the crypto art platforms like makersplace super rare nifty gateway mm -hmm. uh open sea rareable uh async art there's all these different places um the token can be exchanged and whatnot but where the file path for that image is stored is on a server somewhere and i this is where that i, is I don't quite know enough about the specifics of that to really talk gotcha. about it but i sometimes i think it's stored on like say makers place their own server uh sometimes it, like I, I mentioned ipfs i think is the is the acronym for it and i don't know enough about that because mm. there's it's supposedly a way to kind of combat the issue that i just mentioned um, but there are still some vulnerabilities with it. I think I don't know. It's yeah, it's it's oh, this technology is so new that yeah. Yeah. it's it's like we're still figuring out. Like the biggest problem with it right now is the fact that it's running on Ethereum 1.0 currently, and that's incredibly yeah. energy wasteful. Because um, I mean, I guess we can get into it a little bit here. It runs off this yeah. pro this protocol called proof of work, and basically what that means is that in order to uh, authorize a transaction. A whole bunch of computers have to run this really complicated uh, puzzle, essentially. Like, you know how when you when you hear about, like, cracking a password that's, like, 
200 characters long or something like that the brute force method method would take like hundreds of years yeah. or something like that because where you have to try every permutation mm-hmm. that's right. kind of how it's working here so in order to actually find the correct password you have to have just a tremendous number of computers all kind of working on it at the same time and then eventually one of them gets lucky which is why the blockchain is so cool because you're you're harnessing the power of all these processor or press processors and putting them to one task yeah yeah and which but, is but unfortunately yeah and that, that's amazing. one way to uh and and we can get into the nitty-gritty of how that works and i yeah again i don't know specifically enough to talk about that here, but basically what it comes down to is that once one computer finds the correct code uh, to solve the, you know, the puzzle, all the other computers that were working on it now move on to the next one. It means that all of the energy they just spent trying to get to there is now wasted. And so something like 90% of the energy uh, ends up kind of being like just, oh, it's just wasted energy. Like imagine like going down the street to pick up your mail and it's like oh someone else already got the mail okay cool i'm gonna go down the street to the next mailbox oh someone else already grabbed that mail okay yeah. cool i'll go to the next one. oh i got the right. mail it's cool. like a, a foot race like all the other runners who didn't win are still freaking exhausted mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they're it's just a like little bit like spent. that and and so that's where all of the uh the controversy surrounding the environmental impact of of uh crypto in general is coming out right now unfortunately a lot of that controversy is being for for an incorrect reason specifically targeted at NFTs well, because think- they're they're more complex to solve and and uh, so someone there's a couple people who kind of like turn this into a, a big deal uh, mm-hmm. that other people writing articles made into a much bigger deal like they didn't intend for this to be a, as big of a deal as it is but basically they they made some calculations uh, estimating how much carbon dioxide is being emitted uh, based off of how much energy it was was used to basically calculate that transaction and uh more recently we've kind of started figuring out that those numbers were incorrect and and so a lot of the basis for the environmental concerns surrounding nfts are not rooted in completely in fact there are still concerns there there are like many many asterisks involved just just to put it just to put that into context i mean that information that you're just talking about was coming out as recently as like three weeks ago Oh, it's coming out every day. So yeah, right. what's crazy so, is that like yeah. there there'll be an argument with like some sources and whatnot, and 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 then there'll be a counter argument to that with some other sources. And what I'm seeing a lot of the time, especially on Twitter, is that these things are being shared with straight up incorrect information. But because wait, like wait, there's you're seeing incorrect information being shared on Twitter. No, it's being shared everywhere. Twitter is just kind of like the main <laughs> hub for uh, the crypto information. Got it. But like there's this one talking about how crypto art is a pyramid scheme, and it was made in like yeah. this nice little. Uh, like infographic with squiggly lines. It was kind of cute art oh, style. Yeah. That Kurskazak or what's that channel Kurs- called? Kurskazak. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was kind of like that art style. And it was, you know, and talking about how crypto art is a pyramid scheme. And here's why, except it's like literally half the things they said are just not true. Like it's false. And so, but people are sharing it as if it's true. It's, 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 right. it's blowing my mind. Cause it's like, we saw a lot of this surrounding like, the political landscape last year, you know, just with misinformation yeah. and people just running yeah. with it, it's, it was a big problem. And we're seeing yeah. that exact same thing happening in, in the I, NFT space right now, I understand it. People, it's, it's you know, because killing the environment is an emotional thing. It's like it cuts, right. you know, it Especially when cord, people are like, you know? why is all of this damage occurring, quote unquote damage, to only benefit a small number of people? And that's where a lot of the, the because it feels like, you're like a small number of people are putting a lot of harm onto a large number of people yeah. compared to like say you know the meat industry you know beef eating beef is really bad for the environment because 
of, of their farts and yeah, the sheer amount honestly. of water it takes to grow the food to feed the animals. But at the same time, this is an industry that feeds millions of people, no. billions, and millions of people work in this industry. So this is not something that you can just easily like kind of move away then, yeah. from. And and that you know, as bad as it is, it's kind of like it's it's rooted really hard. Whereas NFTs, even if it's less of a problem, it. I'm just talking about the arguments people are using. I'm not saying right, right. that this is actually the case. And so even though it's less of a problem because it's only benefiting a small number of people, yep. it is therefore worse. But well, I mean, look, like it's it's it, it, it's, it's the, the the emotion behind it makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Like like, look, if, if, if you if I just told you and you accept it as fact that there was a small number of people harming a large number of people, that would be a cause for concern for anyone mm -hmm. right get that and guillotine so, man let's yeah. go <laughs> and so so but obviously like this comes with a context which no one quite knows fully so complex dude <laughs> like and, how, how can yeah. you know exactly how much carbon your one transaction on the blockchain is making so that's that's like, the issue is that there are many different ways to calculate this and mm -hmm. none of them are totally correct and in fact, even in the original, there's a website called cryptoart.wtf. That, that, this is like the start of it. Uh, Mimo Aitken, I think, was the author of it. And uh, he just wanted to bring up something that no one was really talking about at the time. He didn't want it to be a big thing. He was just like, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, like this is kind of like something to think about. But then, of course, you know, get the big websites, the big uh, news sites. They, they latch onto that and they just... They take this stuff as is and then write big articles with really, really catchy headlines. Yeah. And so then that gets distributed to the whole mass of people who just kind of read the headline, maybe skim through the article and just uh, take it as true. This is something that I've been researching pretty heavily for the last several weeks. And I still feel like I have a ways to go before I understand this better. There, like I've been doing so much reading, hours and hours of reading and and I still feel like I don't have a complete grasp of, of everything. Because the more I research, the more I realize I don't understand. So if I'm struggling to understand this, I guarantee you the people who just read an, a single article or five yeah. articles on, uh, on Medium or whatever aren't going yeah. to know. And so, yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been talking with a few experts uh, in both the, the cryptocurrency field, uh, uh, ecological impact field, and 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 crypto art specifically, and I mean, I'm trying to compile uh, resources. I'm gonna actually try to interview these people on camera, uh, so that eventually we can make a video just kind of distilling this. One of, one of my main worries, though, is that like I'm I'm trying really hard to be as unbiased as possible, but at the same time, here we are producing crypto art. Yeah. By its very nature, mm. by definition, I am biased because part of me is going to want to justify why I'm doing this. Sure. But at the same time, I'm I do want to get to a correct answer at the bottom of this. Yeah, you should seek it's the hard. correct answer more more over anything else because honestly, if the correct answer is actually it's terrible, then it's probably not something you're gonna want to strongly yeah. engage in, you know. Yeah. So um, right now it seems like regular uh NFTs just minting a single edition something isn't that bad. It, like the entire blockchain consumes less than 0.1% of all the energy reprodu reproduced compared to like 70% going towards transportation. Yeah. Like all of our gas cars like <laughs> can, can can I say the the like dollar figure that we came to cuz Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Cuz I I still don't have a high degree of confidence that that number's correct. Uh, all I'll say then is that if we do 
continue after this charity auction doing nft stuff on the channel we'll be doing carbon offsets directly times like 100 of the worst math projection possible that we know of we'll take that and like times it by 100 and just donate that to carbon offset well like until we know more uh uh people just finished this whole charity auction on nifty gateway over the weekend that was specifically for carbon offsetting they raised like six and a half million dollars holy moly us and in in a stroke of an instant, yeah. they completely offset the entirety of some. the uh, NFT industry. However, another huge asterisk because the the asterisks are endless. Uh, it's it's what's called greenwashing, which is the idea that like it's kind of wishful thinking. There's no way to actually remove the carbon dioxide out of the air, and so one of the ways that when we say carbon offset, it's like oh we're gonna plant some trees. And it's like, well, a tree over the course of 20 years only removes this much carbon dioxide, and it's not really a, a useful amount. Yeah. And so it's it's not actively offsetting anything. And it's going to this organization that was just made, so who knows what they're going to do. So there's a lot of kind of mm. confusing points surrounding this. It, it, I feel like the, everyone involved is patting their backs a little too hard, but mm-hmm. it's, still, it's still good. It's Ren, still like are you not are you bad. telling me that the world as we know it is a lot more complicated than it seems and that just from reading headlines you can't really derive the total truth about something so you shouldn't rush to immediate judgment just because you read something some or someone said something yes oh. <laughs> see oh crazy see, senor. <laughs> uh, see. Well, let me let me ask you this Ren. do you know what kind of office offsetting actually works like like, what are I they don't doing? know what sort of offsetting actively works yet, okay. uh, but that's not to say that carbon offsetting doesn't work. It is still probably definitely good to at least do. So what Nick was saying that like for every NFT drop, a portion of that is going to go towards carbon offsetting. And uh, mm-hmm. the numbers we uh, uh, Nico came up with, uh, basically, it's a lot less than you would think. We're, we're talking like dozens or hundreds of dollars rather than thousands or millions. And so... You, I think what we're going to end up doing is being like, all right, however much we got to offset, let's multiply that number by 100 just to put a blanket wide thing yeah. covering everything. But here's the thing. Ethereum, I just said, wastes a tremendous amount of energy. So does YouTube. YouTube consumes about the same energy as the entire Ethereum network. Oh, shit. And and. One of the guys I'm talking with uh, mentioned this, and I still, I, okay. Turn your, turn your display to 240. <laughs> <laughs> 240p minimal display. But, it's like, but listen to this. I'm about to blow your mind. Now, I, got, I, uh, I don't know that this number is for a fact. I still got to actually confirm these numbers with him, but he mentioned this, and he said a one-minute video with 500,000 views has the same environmental impact as a single NFT. Wow. Well, now I feel like a dick. (laughs) This is all your fault. So this goes back to what I I was thinking. The reason why this is a whole big problem is the fact that it is so transparent. That is the real thing causing all of these, uh, this outrage. Because you can point to that number and be like, you see, you did this. I'm pointing at this number of how much energy was used and therefore how much carbon you put in the air. This is something I'm pointing at that you did. Whereas, you know, like I can't point at Amazon and be like, well, that Amazon one day delivery I got, uh, there's no number I can point to to say that's the carbon footprint for it. Uh You can calculate it. You can like do a tremendous amount of homework to actually figure out the whole pipeline 
uh, in all the emissions that come from that. But the fact that it's not transparent, no one's aware of it. No one's outraged over it. But NFTs are an easy thing to point at. And Especially when you have a, a guy making $70 million. I mean, a lot exactly. of the comments... I've been in the arguments I've been reading on multiple platforms and not only associated with our crypto related stuff, but like just in general, in general. Yeah. Like has been, I think it's a mix of like almost like the, the environmental thing and the concern is one thing, but there's also, I think a lot of people just like, I don't get this and I'm That's angry com- because this seems pointless. It seems pointless. And exactly. then the environmental impact right. thing on top of that compounds that. Cause it's like, well, mm-hmm. it's harmful and it's pointless. And then they read stories about how uh, people are getting their art stolen and profiting oh, off yeah. of that. So That's they're like, this is hurting the too. little guys, which stealing people's work and profiting off of that. We know a lot about is that. <laughs> a yeah. problem. That yeah, actually is okay. like legitimately a bit of a problem. Yeah. However, this is a byproduct of the fact that this is such early days. This is the same reason why like, you know, media companies were pissed at YouTube back in the early days of YouTube because yeah. people were literally ripping TV shows and movies and uploading them to YouTube. You, They're you feeling the same watch... way little artists are feeling now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you so used that's, to be able but, to watch movies on YouTube. It was one of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ten yeah, three of ten. You know? <laughs> Like, uh, yes. they had a billion dollar lawsuit against them yeah. for Viacom. And yeah. And that's Google. When Google bought them, the whole conversation around them buying YouTube was Google's going to all of a sudden be responsible for this billion dollar uh, liability. Mm-hmm. And, well. uh, you know, they worked their way through it. But, um, and that's now no longer that much of a problem. We still face bootlegging every now and then, people ripping our videos, posting them to TikTok. I literally just saw a TikTok the other day, it had millions of views. Of of all of the VFX shots from the Star Wars video I made, uh, like you know, no. Millennium Falcon on the highway, no credit whatsoever, no credit at no. all. Uh, I think eventually Crop enough people commented mark. that he mentioned credit in the comment, but it was like buried. It, it didn't is... bother me. I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not bothered by that sort of thing that much anymore. I've been seeing my freaking YouTube videos on ads that I'm not getting compensated for at all. Like so often over the last couple of years, I've become a little numb to it. <laughs> um. I mean, that's not to say that we're not, you know, trying. Thankfully, to, now to though, fix it. the audience is like amazing, and there's the audience always is so incredible. All the comments are always the, the policing credit, that they've so. done on this, just like the yeah. self policing, just from viewers, is impeccable. Thanks, everyone. I'm I'm not saying that ironically. Yeah. Like no, I mean that. That is amazing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We get emails um, almost every day of somebody sending us a video that we didn't know was out there. That's just a complete rip yeah. and rip and re. Mm-hmm. you know uh so, so yeah but yeah so to get back to what you're saying i think probably a bigger problem than the transparency fact is what you said people don't see the point and it's because it's kind of confusing it's yeah. straight up hard to explain no one sees the value no one <clears throat> and because they don't see the value they don't see the point mm-hmm. uh and I, the you can't really explain it. well like artists are making more money now yeah that's great for artists right and they're right. like yeah who cares? No one cares like about if, artists. If There's I, a reason why they're called starving artists. No one cares I, about artists. If I told you that a man opened a bottle of water and drank it and he made $70 million, you'd <laughs> kind of be pissed off. Yeah. But no, I want to figure out what, what bottle he has. Well, of course. Yeah, like, get like, that but but you're like your initial, like, you know, you're walking by, you don't have time for this information. Like, I, I don't care. I'm on my way to work. I'm on, I got stuff to do. You hear yeah. this thing out of the corner of your ear. You just got an $80 like, parking ticket that like put you in the negative. You're like, right, fuck man. Right. Oh, and, shit. And, and you hear you. And that's all you hear. And then the New York oh. times writes, man sells a JPEG yeah. for $69 yeah. right. million. Dollars. Of course. 
But they're going to be pissed. Yeah, but what people aren't taking into context is the t- 13 years of work that have gone into Beeple's yeah. collection, which make yeah. it valuable in this particular place at this particular time, mm-hmm. which has never existed before. And who knows how, you know, who knows what's going to happen. You know, also, you know, people say, like, what was wrong with the current system? There's already current ways for artists to thrive right now. And it's like, well, is there? Uh, They're like, oh, yeah, commissions. uh, It's like, oh, really? Commissions. Have you you tried getting commissions made? Penny, dude. Or or trying to get someone to buy your commission? It's like, it's. It's people from the outside being like, oh, this system's already in place. It's, It's good enough. And it's like, no. It's not like uh, otherwise yeah, more you, people you can't blame the artists for like seeing a system that is already functioning and saying, oh, I can make money doing this and like actually make what I think <clears throat> I'm worth. Well, and, that, and more and let's go. You and can't the blame artists ways artists can monetize the work is like one way is like, you know, selling T-shirts and I can get into that, you know, the amount of energies used to just make T-shirts, but also to go to conventions to do all that. There's all kinds of. Uh, fees in place and like when you actually start comparing the environmental impact of like uh, art shows trade shows selling a a whole bunch of t-shirts it actually is it's actually slightly better for the uh, environment to sell an nft than to like go to comic con to sell your t-shirts a note on those conventions Uh, i used my dad was a union carpenter when i was growing up and sometimes he would hire me onto these like convention gigs where they just needed extra hands Okay, come in cool. and like and like set up the conventions i didn't know that yeah we, we would so what would happen is we would go into these conventions and it would be like a changeover right and so like one is ending and the next one is starting and they would take all the carpet from the prior convention because it wasn't the right color or texture or whatever it was mm-hmm. and just roll it up and get rid of it wow <laughs> yeah like, I, I don't know if it went straight to the dumpster or somebody else was, like, trying to buy it in between. The carpet scabs just yeah. <laughs> grabbed but, it and, yeah. like, you're, you're put talking in a about, Chuck E. Cheese You're, you're talking about, like, you know, imagine it was the Minneapolis, it was the Minneapolis, Twin Cities Convention Center, which is, like, this oh, wow. 100,000 100, square foot building. And, yeah. and imagine one of those whole halls, you just, hey, just get rid of that carpet. It's not part of the next convention because it's... And, 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 you know, how many things are like built and, and bought and purchased for these one week trade shows so much, man, that what do you do with them after that? What happens to all that stuff? (sighs) I think who knows? I tell you what, man, this outrage has actually been getting to me. Like, uh, I had to completely disengage from, from reading the comments on the videos lately. Like, uh, if you guys leave a comment on this video, I will not read it. Ren, oh my God! You have to um, watch this. I'll Joel read it for ha- you. You have to watch this Joel Haver commercial or this Joel Haver uh, episode that he put on his YouTube called <laughs> okay. uh, called uh, "My Friend Quit Social Media for Two Days" or something. It's, oh, I saw that. It's yeah, so funny. It, yeah, yeah, I won't, I won't <laughs> get, spoil it for you. But yeah, you should watch but it. yeah. So, like, what it comes down to is that, like, you know, I I've done so much research into this, and every time I try to engage with someone to try to change their mind, I have like a small chance of convincing them uh, because my arguments are usually not very good. I'm not a good debater. I don't, I, and I'm still working on getting all my facts straight and whatnot. And so it's, it's so hard just to engage one person. And let's say I do succeed and I, I convince one person. Well, guess what? There's a million people behind them in line. It's like facing off against a zombie horde. And so I've realized this is just, I don't have the energy for it. It was it, like, yeah, oh man. man, dude, Sunday was really you, bad. You I was in a really bad shoulders, mental state man. on Sunday because I have this small right. section in that video talking about like, listen, 
don't be mad at the artists over this. They're not at fault here. And I, some people are saying like, I just came across as like condescending or patronizing and like completely. Uh, and, and I, what I didn't take into account is that like, uh, I was just making the assumption right off the bat that people would have to take what I said as fact. Like, listen, this is, uh, there are problems, but like what you actually hear isn't the thing. And then of course, you know, they ignored me on that. Uh, and, and then all they hear is like, oh, our artists are at fault. Like we're, our artists are not at fault. Like don't, don't get angry at the artists. No, and I'm like, you. cause that was the you one should... message I wanted them to come away with is that like, you know, yeah, yeah I mean, don't get angry at, at, as artists. And sure enough, they got angry. And, and I, I, I read through the comps a little bit on Sunday and I immediately was like this, I can't handle this. I, I mean, cannot just, handle yeah, this. Don't, don't let that stuff like ruin your day. It's, it, it's Too not late. worth it, man. It's, I know. And it's, it happens to all of us from time to time. It's yeah, like, it definitely we're, we're human beings just as much as the next person. Yeah. But the, um, the difference here is that because there's an actual, like the outrage is different than, cause I've experienced plenty of criticisms over the years being online for the last decade, you know, but usually it's on the line of like, I don't like the work you just put out. I miss the old work you put out. Like, I don't like the direction you're going now or like, I disagree with what you said or what you did. It's never personal, you know? Sometimes it's kind of personal, like, I don't like you. <laughs> but like, this time it's like, wow, how dare you ruin the world for the rest of us? You killed all the seals. And, and it's like, obviously, really? obviously I'm being a little that hyperbolic comment, here. Like, really? Maybe well, I'm not being hyperbolic. It was, it was something like, how dare you, you guys might as well club a bag of baby seals something literally like that and it's wow. like bro the blockchain's been around for freaking how plastic. long now and, and how long again it's like I, i'm not excusing the blockchain and it does use a tremendous amount of energy but it is in transition right now it is actually going to a whole different system of how it operates called proof of stake i talked about proof of work earlier i don't Full know enough about here. how proof of stake works to really talk about it right now but basically it consumes 99.9 percent .9 less energy than than the current 1.0 so it's like wow. you got proof of stake you have layer two technologies these are all basically more efficient versions of the blockchain and they're currently being rolled out there's several uh networks out there already so one of the things i'm going to be looking into is the tezos Te tebos something like that tebos? network it's it's a one it's it's a proof of stake network for nfts that is already being used oh cool but the problem is that the marketplace isn't strong behind it so there's not really much value there currently Ethereum is going to go to Ethereum 2.0, which is proof of stake. At some point, the roadmap for that is like end of this year, maybe early next year. Um, I, I wonder if this whole thing has like injected that with some more like fuel, though, like putting some fuel in that fire, you know, and it'll go faster now. Yeah, no, exactly. It's 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 people are like, I feel like this whole thing going back to the kind of the the anger versus you know the actual like the true anger verse versus like true <laughs> like <universe>. environmental <laughs> concern, right? Versus like the anger of I don't understand this and why it would yeah. possibly be it's, it's it, what it comes it's 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 the arguments that can be made are are don't really hold much water because it kind of dips into what aboutism it's like oh well are you vegan what does your Amazon history look like oh, what was like how many t-shirts do you buy? like all those things aren't a good way to like argue for Dude, in favor the, the of holy, NFTs the holier than thou like yeah yeah and it's like Ugh. but at the same time it's like. That is an issue because they are getting outraged at this tiny little subset of all these other problems that they're ignoring. You know, it's like getting real. It's like well, they don't know all that exists because people yeah. are just this has forced people to now have to learn about 
the blockchain. And it's like, not easy to learn. No, it isn't. And all. a lot of people have just said, oh, okay, Bitcoin. Uh, remember when it got really big and then it all crashed? I knew that was going to happen, right? Because it's Bitcoin. And then they don't care about it. Mm-hmm. And then now they see this, you know, on all the papers, you got these headlines. I was, I've, I've talked to like, geez, I've had conversations with my parents, friends of mine from back home, all wondering like, what is this? Like, how does this work? And yeah. it's like, uh, well, we're all figuring it out, but, and the but only now thing you have to too, because like yeah. you want to know what's going on. But like, it's, it's rough. There's it's, a, lot it's, of it's a few factors that are making for a really crazy cocktail. It's hard to understand. It's uh, easy to seem pointless, and your chances are the only things you do understand about it are a few headlines that pretty much all say it's ruining the environment or stealing someone's work, which it partly or, is. <laughs> yeah, but like, but it's a getting better. Tiny probably. bit. Compared to to what people actually think it's doing, like I'm actually talking with I'm not even talking about comparing it to, say, Amazon or the top 100 corporations that are actually responsible for 70, 70 percent of the emissions in the world. That is a fact. Um, Yikes. Um, it, like I'm talking about, like, even within the arguments that are like this amount of this NFT released this much carbon dioxide. It's like they're actually looking at one open edition, which was like 2000 NFTs minted all at once. And so it, we're talking like numbers that are actually straight up incorrect that their arguments are based on. Yeah, because an open edition of 2000 NFTs does not represent the average mintage no. right? No. for an NFT And that is actually sale. why we didn't do an it's open like, edition. The cost yeah. of that would be so high just it would be crazy. that like it would. I don't know why you would ever do that, but... Well, if, I mean, if you're Beeple and you know you're going to you know, well, sell them Like all, Nifty Gateway, uh, they do open editions, but those pieces are selling for like you know, $500 to $1,000. I literally watched this person make $1.4 million in seven minutes because it was an open edition for $999. Yeah. I forget his name. Uh, that anger uh, you feel, okay, so, so, I, I feel it too a little so bit. And, 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 <laughs> and $1,400 of them sold in seven minutes. Crazy. Okay, let's, oh let's do the gosh. math on this. It was amazing. Cool. Can we do the but math really was... quick? Can we do the math really quick? Okay, they got 1.4 in gross, and then their gas fees to mint all of that took it down to one, and then they got Think that much to one. Probably it's really expensive. One million? Yeah, probably 400k on yeah. gas. It, no, yeah. the gas is the gas fees yeah. change. It depends on the time of day you mint. It depends on how much no, F is that. Like, right? it, well, how long ago is that? Like recently? No, it was like a month and a half ago. Okay, it was like so two months probably ago. Probably less then. But if you did that now. That's what it would be. And then so, but gas fees traditionally tax. has been somewhere yeah. between like five and ten dollars. Recently they've been upwards of like forty to ninety dollars. And depending on the time of day, it can be upwards of two hundred, but that's rare. And you can so the whole it's thing not, about it's not that gas, rare anymore. That, that's well, okay, like, sure. Yeah. No, I mean it still is a little bit, but the thing about Ethereum is that it's uh the gas fees are all completely based off of demand at the moment, and what you're paying for is a slot in line. And so right. you can, there's three different options for gas fees. You can be like the slow route, the medium fast route, or the like VIP route. And all, they go up in price. Right. And all the gas fee is, is just paying the miners who are actually doing the calculations. And so like when you hear like, oh, I'm, I'm, I've got my mining station, they're literally just making money off of gas fees, essentially, for all the transactions. And it's unfortunate that it's called gas because it's like... Yeah, right. It's like it, it, yeah. it further cements the the confusion you might as well call it seal bags <laughs> <laughs> seal, seal bags 
baby seals in here. Here's your club. How many? How many crates of baby seal? Blubber? I should have laughed at that. That's fucked up, man. But yeah, but I, really, it's but, not a good term. <laughs> it's I, I guess what it comes down to is there are valid reasons to be concerned about NFTs. Majorly because it's it's a very new technology. No one fully understands how this works yet. It's an emerging uh, industry. Um, yeah, it's. I lost my train of thought. I totally lost it. Where was I going? I, I mean, that's. I think the trains arrived, man. The yeah. trains yeah. at the station. It's yeah. it's complex, and we're learning. We're right. we're trying to absorb all this info. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it's like no matter what know, I say, idle. I there's always going to be someone who uh, is going to come come in with their argument and their concern and be like, oh, well, they're valid. Well, I don't know. I've had more people tell me that they're disappointed in me and anger at me yeah. in the last couple weeks than I have ever on the internet. That, that, that one is, it's not a fun comment reading that. No, it's like, I'm not angry, like, I'm disappointed. I'm so disappointed in you. Yeah. I can't believe you would do this. I have to like, like anytime someone says like, oh, I'm unsubscribing, I literally laugh because I, I find that funny. Like, I don't care if you unsubscribe, like whatever. But to say that you're disappointed in me is like, dang, that actually kind of stings. Rand, yeah. let me tell you something right now, buddy. You make me proud. I oh, love you. Thanks, Jake. You're, I love you too, Jake. You're one of my best friends, actually. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I've got friends, but <laughs> I feel like yeah, everyone, dude, everyone. Honestly, the whole core crew like, here yeah, are exactly. some of my best friends. That's They're like, what I mean. like I, I hung out with people last year during the pandemic. It was you guys. <laughs> it was just you guys. <laughs> like, I, I don't have friends outside of work that I hang out with actively. I have lots of friends outside of work. I have lots of friends, period. Well, it's because like working here is like social well, as well. well, well. <laughs> so it's like, for me, I'm I'm kind of like an introvert who's learned to be, you know, okay, able sure. to be extroverted at times. But working here, it's very social. Yeah. You know, especially when you're in the studio yeah. with everyone. So when I get home, I'm like, my social battery is done. Like, no, absolutely work, true. Absolutely. I don't want to go like the... meet up with someone else. It's like, no, dude, I just yeah. think about I think that's a pretty the, relatable like... thing for most yeah. people. Yeah. Social yeah. batteries are real, and man. Even, oh, yeah. even coming in here new, it's like it was easy to become friends with you guys. Like, because y'all <laughs> are cool people. And we got a good group here. Shoot the do, I'm, I'm very so. proud of the, the crew that we have. And all, yeah, the, all the times we've had to trudge through the trenches over the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's, you don't experience that with a lot of people. In your yeah. life, you know, it's real. Mm -hmm. Very true. So, yeah, just keep that in mind next time you read one of those comments. Yeah, yeah. and honestly, I've I've already, I've already come to terms with any disappointing comments. I, I'm saying this so that anytime any anyone in the future does say that like they're disappointed in me, <laughs> I'm Sticks actually not going to be bothered by it. <laughs> like I'm already beyond it. I'm because yeah. I realized I I'm wasting my time and energy by trying to respond to all these people. What I where I need to focus my energy and effort is into making a solid video explaining Dude, all this. Yeah, that's gonna be such a good video for many reasons. Um, uh, yeah, just but it's, even it's getting this information hell, presented man. clearly it's will so be so intimidating to consider. I, I, I bet, man. Because I I know even if I do the best job I possibly can, trying to address all the different factors, and and however long it ends up being, I talked with a whole bunch of experts. I tried to be as unbiased as possible. I put it up. There are still right. going to be but, so yeah. many but comments you know that, that debating me on that. Yeah, you, yeah. you yeah. already know that. So don't worry about that. You know, like, I just want people to like me, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be liked. That's my number one goal in life. I don't, I don't like remember you. if it was. <laughs> I don't remember you have so was, many friends. <laughs> I think it was. It was. I don't know if it was Mother Teresa or who said this, but she said. I just want Mother Teresa the, to like the, me. The ones who 
matter don't care and the ones who care don't matter something like that that was deep damn i had to just like wow dwell on that that <laughs> just that just kind of like hit me like a rock'em sock'em <laughs> anyway um okay a lot going on thanks for the time boys coming down and doing the podcast Dragging. do we even like talk about the fact that like our maker's place our actual like oh, yeah. covid19 oh, yeah. drop let's, was today yeah yeah let's <laughs> our, our charity yeah, drop is going that? on right now yeah, yeah it's going it's on probably, right now it's probably <laughs> made more money yeah <laughs> let's check Wait, can, can, we just, like, can you say how cool that is that okay. we've raised what how much have we raised like, right now so last That's i checked insane. right before we came down uh it was one hundred and seven thousand dollars total Wait, between the six what? pieces dude Wait, something happened We're, to the goat the goat offer what's it at now because uh, when I did that calculation of 107, 4, huh? Yeah, went down to four. How oh, does what? that work though? Because once something's been in place for 15 minutes, I thought it's good. No, 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 no. The 15 minutes thing is at the end of it all. Like someone places a bid, it increases the time by another 15 minutes. Oh, or sorry, okay. it it extends the time to 15 minutes so that Dude, other people can get their extra bids in. So maybe it, here we go for a while. Maybe they're disappointed in us. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're disappointed in people bullying Peter. Well, either way, um, it's been awesome so far, and we've been able to raise a bunch of money for COVID-19 relief. So, Well, in the first really, five really awesome minutes, thing. I totaled it up. It was around $90,000 in the first yeah. five minutes. Well, if, now, because of how bidding systems work, it's going to sit around and hover at that number for most of the next 24 hours while the auction is live. And then right at the last minute, when like time starts ticking down, then everyone's actually going to start putting in their offers, and that's when the bidding war happens. So mm-hmm. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if the number starts going up quite a bit after that, or right at the end. Um, whether, so one person, it went... Someone someone made a four thousand dollar offer, and then immediately someone else made like a forty four thousand dollar offer on the goat right. picture with right. uh, Peter wow. and Mike, and then someone else made it fifty thousand four hundred twenty dollars sixty nine cents. And that was last I saw it. So I guess, but Maker's Place is doing it a little different than I'm used to. Normally, uh, bids are done through the blockchain in Ethereum, and it's like publicly verifiable. But I guess they're doing it in cash, which means it's, the bids are happening on their server, which is good. That means every single time someone bids, it's not actually a transaction on the blockchain. Yeah. It's mm. consuming less energy. That's already greater, or that's already better right off the bat. But I guess that means that there might be complications where bids aren't actually real. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah. So maybe someone made a bid, and when they actually went to like charge them for like a hold, put a hold on that, like it bounced. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's people it's so, putting again, fake bids it's on weird, It's a weird universe, guys. Give us, give us a little Inside leeway job. so we can figure this out and 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 make some put some better information out there for everyone to to hopefully grab. Yeah, onto. yeah, dude. Yes. We are we are actually donating a ton of money to COVID nineteen relief. Yeah, and uh, we've never awesome. really done a charity thing like we on this it. level before. The we only charity it. we've done before was the one Natalie ran last year for Extra Life, and that was ten k, and that was a big Heck deal. Yeah. That was great. That was, that was really yeah. cool, dude. That's. Not to be taken for granted. Absolutely um, not. I think the fact that we have an audience uh, that can support something of that scale is just something to you know something to take a tactical pause on and just say, hey, pretty cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and it's like being able to uh, ride on the coattails of someone as famous and renowned as Beeple. Uh, it didn't feel right to just pocket that money. No. Oh yeah. Right. And, so, and I, I don't think he would have agreed. I mean, I, in fact, I know he wouldn't have agreed to to like work with us and like sell that that if it was just addition. Go to us. If it was just yeah, yeah I mean yeah, because I mean, dude, that's a it's a crazy amount of money to basically just like yeah 
Th- yeah. That's quite a coattail right there. You yeah, know? I know, that? right? Golden coattail. Yeah, like, so a long one. But I remember mentioning I to will... my friend uh, when we were talking about this back in January, my friend Don, uh, Donalini, and I mentioned it to oh, him yeah. that we we're doing this, uh, and and I was like, oh yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna donate it to charity, and he was instantly like red flag, like ooh, be careful, man. I was like, what? Why? He's like, you can't just say for charity. No one's gonna believe you, and that'll actually be. A That'll end up backfiring. You have to have a specific charity in mind. And this is like before people even came by and shot with us. We we're just like, we we're just thinking out loud, like, oh yeah, all right, we should definitely donate this to charity. Um, and so when yeah. I mentioned it, that, that, and that's why we actually, I, I, I forced Nico. I was like, Nico, you have to come up with a very specific charity. And this is again back in January, early days still. And he was like, okay, cool, yeah. not a problem. Yeah. But he he, he ended up having to do the research to find a specific charity to donate to because that's something that we learned having not really having any experience doing charities you can't just say it's for charity yeah. you have to say it's for a charity specifically mm. yep. yeah and you need so to be very you need to do your due diligence on mm-hmm. the ones that you donate to because like there's some shady charities yeah, that will just pocket most of the yeah, money as they, they, uh, just, they just oh uh, my managerial God. costs or whatever right. they call it uh, exactly. operating costs yeah. yeah exactly so anyways it's been a pleasure chatting with you guys dude this is a long one yeah, yeah. yeah. i need to go a, get a photo yeah. scan of the street and uh, I guess I'm gonna play us out. Uh, any? Does anyone have any requests? Because I probably don't know how to play it. Free bird. Free bird. Uh, free bird. Wonder Wonder bird related song, I want to hear Wonderwall. <laughs> I've never heard this song played it before. I don't know how to play Wonderwall, <laughs> but I'll sing you a song after all. Hey, that was good. Birds and people bits. Birds and people bits. Two, one.